This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. There is a new candidate in the race to lead the Ontario Liberals out of the wilderness. Former Education Minister MPP Mitzi Hunter has entered the race. She, of course, is one of only seven Liberals to retain their seats in last year's provincial election. And she joins me now. Welcome. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me, Libby. Great to be on. Thank you. So why did you decide to step into this? Well... We know that Ontario is changing in a, a, a very rapidly changing world when we look at the disruptions of technology, um, different uh, requirements for, for workplaces, all of those things, aging populations. And, uh, and, and we need a leader that is going to uh, be able to speak to people's needs of affordability and opportunity. And that's what I am all about. Uh, I've been a cabinet minister. I've, I've worked in business, run businesses. And I believe I bring the background and the experience that Ontario needs and that uh, the Ontario Liberal Party needs to win the next election. What do you think it will take to, uh, uh, to repeat myself, to, to get the Liberals out of the wilderness? I mean, you're really uh, reduced to a, a tiny rump. So what, what's it going to take to get you back into power or even, you know, back into opposition? You know, last night I, I announced uh, to a packed uh, room of supporters in Scarborough that, you know, we have to reconnect our party and build the party from the bottom up, not the top down. And that's what our, our liberals are saying. I'll be doing a listening tour, connecting with liberals across this province and making sure that we're ready for the next election. I set a great big bold goal. Should I be elected leader in March of 2020? We will be knocking on one million doors to get our party ready for 2022. So is is basically that that the only thing it will take, more listening? Uh, listening and doing by knocking on doors and connecting with people. I believe that Ontario's values align very well with our liberal values when you think about the strong need and focus on skills and talent through education, on health care, making sure that home care uh, givers are, are, are given the support that they need as our population ages. All of these things are speaking to the core needs of Ontarians, and I believe that they are going to be looking for a party that is prepared to lead. People are losing trust in the current um, government under Doug Ford, and, and, and they're, you know, disappointed by that, and they're going to look to the Liberal Party to be ready to step in and to govern with good governance, with transparency, with accountability, and that is exactly what I am providing and and saying to our party that we have to elect a leader that has the experience, that has the background, that can take the party uh, all the way to a victory in 2022. Well, your experience, of course, is with the Wynn government, which uh, was really... uh I don't know if tainted is the right word, but there were a lot of problems with that government. Uh, there, there were a, a lot of issues that people had with it. So how do you uh, get rid of that association? Well, 
you know, there are things that we did in government that, that were quite good. We are the, the, the party that, uh, you know, certainly introduced um, things, things like full-day kindergarten. We got the graduation rates up to all the way to 86.5%. My proposal is to get that up to 90% to make sure that we have the workforce of the future and that we maintain a strong growth in Ontario um, so that we can afford the things that are really important to people, like their health care, home care, and uh, and that we have cities and towns in this province that have thriving, growing economies. That is what I'm focused on. And the experience I bring, yes, I've, I've certainly held three cabinet positions, and that's going to help in leading the province. But I also bring outside experience as well. I've led organizations, nonprofit and private sector. And I believe that that is something that uh, our Liberal voters and Ontario voters will will connect with. Uh, what makes you a better choice than some of the other people who are running? We've got Stephen Del Duca, who was a uh, transportation minister, and we've, we've got uh, uh, Mr. Cotto, who's also been in cabinet. Absolutely. And, you know, of course, I've served uh, with these other gentlemen and um, we are our great colleagues. Uh, but in this race, you have to run your own race. And I believe uh, that I will do just that. I bring a, a new face um, to the leadership. I certainly bring strong, bold ideas that uh, Ontario Liberals are going to be able to choose from. Uh, and uh, you, you've been speaking about the Doug Ford government, and they have definitely encountered some turbulence. But there, there are some indication that after the last bit of retooling, they might be getting back on track. How do you deal with that? Well, I can say that, you know, they certainly um, got off to a a very, very slow start. Uh, You know, almost, you know, more than half of the cabinet was changed in the last shuffle. And uh, and now we've shut down the government uh, in terms of the legislature for five whole months until after the federal election. Uh, There's business that we need to be doing. I certainly uh, know that I I tabled a private member's bill on the last day, uh, sitting day that we had, that is really important. It's about community safety and uh, and making sure that we uh, keep our, our, our communities as safe as possible and get rid of gun violence. These are very important uh, uh, things that we need to do in the legislature. And, you know, and we need to get to work. So, uh, you know, I, I can't speak to um, why why Doug Ford felt that it's not important to, to roll up our sleeves and get to work right after Labor Day like the rest of the world is doing. But, uh, but I do know that, you know, people want uh, a government in place that is going to look after the things that are, are really important to them. And that's their health care. That's their education. And making sure that Ontario has a strong economy. Uh, that's what I'm proposing as the uh, future leader of the Liberal Party. And, um, and that's what I'm going to be focused on in the next six months. You, you're talking about the fact that the legislature isn't going to reconvene until after the election. Uh, do you have an opinion on your federal colleagues seem to be running against Doug Ford rather than Andrew Scheer? Well, you know, I, I said recently that I, I cannot actually recall any of Andrew Scheer's uh, policies, whether it's on the environment and climate change or on on the economy. Um, it, it, it's just there's just nothing there. And, uh, and certainly when I knock on doors with my federal colleagues here in Ontario, the number one issue that I'm hearing at the door is 
that people are disappointed in Doug Ford and, uh, and, and they say that outright. So, so I'm not surprised that it's come up in the federal election and, and there are some concerns, um, and differences of, of opinion, of course, uh, just recently with legal aid. Um, the cuts to legal aid are tying up the courts. They're, um, people are, have a right to representation and, uh, and if they don't have access to legal aid, that slows down everybody and, and that's not, that's not fair. It's not right. And so the federal government um, sees that and, and steps in when where, where Doug Ford is failing. I, I remember recently, you know, cutting uh, the tree plant planting program was going to put five million trees at risk of just, you know, going to waste. Once again, the federal government stepped in, uh, knowing how important climate change and the climate crisis is and that, that we don't have leadership in this province right now under Doug Ford that is responding to those critical needs. Well, if you're knocking on doors with your federal colleagues, uh, what's your reaction to the ethics commissioner's report that came out yesterday? And do you, affect, uh, do you expect that to affect that? You know, I mean, that's not uh, not something that I can speak to. Um, it has not come up at the door as I've been knocking on doors, and I've done that in multiple ridings um, in in many communities across the province. Uh, I believe that uh, you know, certainly uh, the leadership under Justin Trudeau has benefited uh, Canadians. Uh, when you look at Canada's strong economy, and you look at the um, the things that are, are really important to people's everyday lives, you know that uh, you know children who live in poverty are being lifted out of poverty with the child tax benefit. Uh, people are able to, to get good jobs and to provide for their families and, uh, and to have that hope. I think that those are the things that are important to everyday lives of Canadians. And I know that that's what uh, the leadership under Justin Trudeau has been paying attention to those things. Um, you know, as it relates to the, the specific report, that, that's something that, of course, uh, the government will have to address and, uh, and make sure that they, they move, move beyond that. Well, um, I guess, again, that remains to be seen. Uh, how important is, uh, you know, the way Justin Trudeau is viewed for uh, your success? Well, you know, I, I certainly uh, represent a very diverse community in Scarborough Guildwood. And um, and I know that, uh, that uh, the Prime Minister is viewed very positively in that community. Um, just, you know, he's very present. Uh, he shows up. And uh, and his team shows up. So I, I think that uh, in terms of his reputation, it's uh, it's certainly a positive one um, that I see in Ontario. And uh, as long as, uh, you know, I say to my Liberal colleagues all the time, you can't take anything for granted. Obviously, um, lessons learned from our provincial election last time around. You know, I held my seat in Scarborough Guildwood, and I'm, I'm very grateful for the people who support and who voted for me. But you have to work hard, which is why I've announced that are you know should I be uh, elected as the leader of the Ontario Liberal Party, we will begin uh, a program immediately to knock on one million doors by 2022, so that we stay connected with the uh, community and with everyday Ontarians. Okay, yeah, we're almost out of time. Is there anything you'd like to leave us with? Well, I just you know I, I want to say that uh, you know as part of what I think about um, you know I, I'm one of the cabinet ministries that I held was pension reform. Uh, in this province that led to the expansion of CPP. And I know that, um, you know, it's important that people uh, have the means in which to retire, that uh, young people get financial literacy as, uh, as they're going through high school. And those are the things that are, are, are really critical, those pocketbook issues. And I'll continue as, uh, 
my campaign moves forward for the leadership of the Ontario Liberal Party to fight for uh, everyday, ordinary Ontarians and for the issues that they care about. Okay. MPP Mitzi Hunter, now a candidate in the race to lead the Ontario Liberals. Good luck and thank you very much for being with us. Thanks for having me, Libby. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.